It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by Thielen Meats, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, Live Axe Marine in Isle, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon. And welcome into this week's show. We've got a lot to get to. It is musky opener, so we got a lot of musky talk this week. We'll also talk a lot of walleye fishing. Bass biting is picking up as water temps continue to get higher and higher. And the pike fishing has been pretty good, too. Plus, we've got some uh, info on crappies. So if you're heading out on the water, all the species covered on this week's show. All that and more on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. And we'll kick the show off with our Lake and Field segment brought to you by Oars and Mine and Crosby. Oars and Mine can set you up with a full line of live bait and tackle, a new rig, fishing reports, and the perfect dock arrangement for your lakeside living. The gateway to the Cuyuna Lakes area, Oars and Mine on Highway 6 in Crosby. And we kick off the show. Nate Blazing, SNW Guide Service, joins us with our local report. And uh, Nate, I guess we're starting to get somewhere close to normal this time of year where we should be with fishing right now and, and where the walleyes are at and all the other species as well. Uh, things are, are, you know, getting back to where we should be. Yeah, they are, Brian. And it seems like kind of looking at the extent forecast, I think summer's here. Dare I say that? Knock on wood. Um, <laughs> I think early next week I'm seeing some low 90s even. but uh, So the water temps are getting up there, and like you said, that's pretty much caught us up to, I'd say, about where we normally are at this time of the year. So, um, you know, along with that, the fish activity, I guess, is doing about the same. Um, Start with the walleye fishing. Again, kind of similar to last week, the best way to describe it is spotty. Uh, It's very day-to-day or even, you know, evening-to-evening. We've been on a bunch of the area lakes here the last week, and one day you knock them dead, and the next day you come out with a whole goose egg. So it's kind of all over the spectrum right now. Um, Again, just makes you get out there and try lots of different spots, lots of different techniques. I'd say the best bet still has been the shallow fish in that four to to eight-foot range Um, in the sand. They're still there, but we are starting to finally see the transition again with those water temps. Um, So there's also a whole other group of fish that are kind of going off of that first break into some of the mid-lake structures in that 12 to 16-foot of water stuff, I'd say. And then also we've been finding some fish out in the deeper stuff in that 24 to 30-foot range. But those deeper fish, for you know whatever reason it is, they just do not seem to be real active or want to cooperate. Um, we've worked a couple different groups of them for quite a bit and just they don't want to go then you slide back up and find some shallower fish and those are definitely much more cooperative for getting to bite so just something to keep in mind there um again with those water towns the bait fish is finally you know i've been waiting for that for a couple of weeks and bait fish are definitely showing up um in the shallows and in those uh, pockets close to the shorelines um you can see them a good indicator is if you see birds diving into the water, you know, that's what's around. You look over the boat and you'll see clouds of them. And if you see that, you definitely know you're in the right area. Um, and we're getting a little of everything around there, some pikes, some walleyes, uh, some bass. So just keep that in mind and look for those bait fish. And, again, that's been a lot of that 13 to 15-foot range. And we're actually getting some really nice pike right along with the walleyes out in that deeper water. So. Um, not only, you know, your smaller pike seem to be up shallower, the bigger pike are out deeper. So that's been something fun to play with. What about like night fishing out there, Nate? A lot of people like to get out there, you know, after dark and go after walleyes and stuff. How are they doing? You know, that's been fairly steady and consistent since opener. Um, but I would say it, there was a little bit of a lull. They were still getting some fish, but not as much as originally at opener. But now, we're coming back up to the full moon stage. So uh, uh, the guys that are out there are starting to get more fish, and I only anticipate that to get better. Um, the, the interesting thing is, you know, some of our bigger lakes, dull whitefish, have been out fishing those during the day, and there just isn't that many people fishing. There's a lot of recreation boat out there. You talk to the guys that are doing the night trolling, and the parking lots of these places are absolutely jam-packed, and the, and the the lakes are like a city out there. So that's good to see and come, something kind of different. But, you know, uh, another thing you and I were discussing is that comes into play is the bug hatch that we've had and the upcoming bug hatches, especially for the guys fishing at night. Um, 
it's been kind of on and off with those water temps. We'll have a couple days where the bugs come up, and we'll see the slicks on the on the surface. And I fully anticipate now that the warmer temps, the water temps, that we're going to see more bugs. So be prepared for that. I don't want to say it's miserable, but if you're not ready for it and you're wearing shorts or no glasses, you're probably going to be covered in bugs and eat some of them. So, <laughs> so how does an angler, you know, obviously fishing through a bug hatch, some anglers I talk to, they basically just go away for and wait for it to go, you know, pass through. Other anglers think that it's nothing. Um, they're like, okay, yeah, I can fish through this. What is your tactic through something like that? Well, again, it's trial and error. Um, a lot of times when there is a hatch, you know, you're looking for soft bottom for walleyes particularly because that's where those insects are coming out of. Um, so then a lot of times they'll shift over to a night crawler or a leech. Um, and then also something that I think Perry Good has done quite a few different talks on, and I've played around with a little bit. His go-to during a bug hatch is like a jigging wrapper or reaction bait. So is something where they don't necessarily, you know, kind of say, hey, am I hungry? You snap it in front of them and make them react to it. And so uh, it, I think it definitely has an effect on the bite. It just changes the way you fish them. And you can still definitely have success during a bug hatch. You just got to go about stuff a little differently there. So that's on the walleye front. Uh, you mentioned, you know, you can pick up a few pike too. Would you want to be in the weeds for those? Yep. Again, same thing. The, the you, There's all kinds of smaller uh, pike that are biting <laughs> i would say pretty much anywhere in the lake system in any of the lake systems right now every place i've went to every different depth you're catching smaller pike the success we've had for the bigger pike though again has been more of that more mid-lake structure and that deeper water and i don't know if it's, that's because of the colder water temps out in that part of the lake or if it's the bait fish out there but uh, we've got a couple in the mid to upper 30 inch range this week and that definitely seems to be the key for the bigger pike but the small pike, again, overall, if you want to find some green vegetation in that shallow 5 to 10 foot, 12 foot range, um, anything you put out there right now, you're pretty much going to have some good action with pike. So I've got some trips coming up with some younger kids, and that's going to be part of the plan is pitching jigs. And, you know, it's a nice mixed bag. You get some bass, you get some pike, you might get an occasional walleye too right now. So it's a lot of fun. That's kind of going to be what we're kind of concentrating on here this weekend with the younger kids at least. What are we at with the uh, crappie front right now? The crappies, they're still kind of, I'd say, at the, the later stage of, of spawning. Um, there's still a few on their beds. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell because a lot of those seem to have gotten picked off as well, but I think they're also in the transition of getting off the beds. I'm starting to see some more out in that deeper cabbage, which, again, you can still, if it's calm out, you can see them out there, and that's a good way to kind of locate them right now. But it's not as easy as it was. you got to do a little more searching. Um, like I said, there still are a few on the, the beds, but not near as many as there was before. Uh, some of the sunfish, that stuff, they're still up on the beds, and the bass, um, they're on the beds, although I think I did get into a really fun bass bite uh, on North Long Lake out in some deeper cabbage in that 8- to 12-foot range, and it was pretty much every cast for an hour, and they were beautiful 16- to 19-inchers, and I'm a, a walleye snob at heart, but i got to say that was one of the funner fishing uh, outings I've had for a long time was catching those really nice bass, so it was, it was a lot of fun. I'd imagine so. And one last thing on the fishing front, we got one more thing I want to talk to you about, Nate, but um, uh, musky opener this weekend. Do you know people that, you know, hit some of like Mille Lacs and some of these other musky lakes around here? Uh, is there anything that you've talked to anglers, are they pretty excited about that? Yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely, there's, there's a musky fisherman crowd. Um, I just do mild amount of musky fishing myself. Not that I don't like it, it's just I don't have time. I'd love to get into it. And, you know, from what I've heard, I've only caught smaller ones, but the guys that do it say as soon as you get a big one, then you're really hooked. So it's kind of a curse, I guess, if you get that big one. But, yeah, definitely uh, opening season, guys are getting really charged up. You're hearing lots of chatter about blacks, uh, Lake Alexander around here, up on Leech Lake and Winnie. So, um, I don't know. I think the guys, it sounds like they're going to have some good weather. So, um, again, I think for the most part, they're looking shallow at this time for those fish and they try and use pretty small lures compared to what you normally think for muskies. But, uh, so yeah, those guys will definitely be out in effect and, uh, some more bodies out on the water.
And one last thing, Nate, uh, you guys, unfortunately, due to COVID-19, had to cancel your Walleye Alliance tournament here. But you had a cool thing going on through that Fish Donkey app uh, from opener until the end of May. How did that go? It went really good, Brian. Uh, again, like we said before, it wasn't the ideal situation. We'd much rather have the in-person tournament, but this was a nice substitute. I think we had right around 40, 50 people sign up for it. I don't have the exact number in front of me. Um, so just really awesome fish that were registered. So kind of the, the details of it was you could re- register as many fish as you caught. However, only your biggest walleye qualified. So the top five that we have here is uh, Brett McComas, local guy. He got a 29 and three-quarter inch walleye, so that's a beast. Uh, Toby Cavallibog got second with a 29 and a half incher. Uh, Butch Blazing, my dad, he got third with 27.75. Tim Hansky tied him. And then the fifth uh, largest one was a 27 incher. So I think if we pay out the top 10 and then we did some kind of random, like we said the JCs did for 15th, 20th, and so forth. So we will be uh, doing all the calculations of the payouts and getting back to people here fairly soon. And we're even talking about doing another one. Um, we haven't decided for sure if we're going to do it in June, but there's enough interest and positive feedback that uh, I think folks enjoyed it. So we're probably going to look at doing some more of that kind of stuff in the future. I just want to add the top five people that you mentioned, I think every single one of them have been on the show. <laughs> so just just want to let people know that we got good sticks on this show. There's no doubt about that. Well, and, and there was actually more of the big fish, but again, the limiting factor, um, you know, only one big fish per person. So there was numerous folks on there that had several big fish. So it kind of, it's cool to see and put in perspective how many big fish, and like you said, really good fishermen that are out there. And so I think that was a neat thing that people are able to see that. It's a live leaderboard. You're able to follow it. So it was a good time. So, yeah, hopefully we'll do it again. How's Sherry doing with bait up there at S&W Bait, uh, Nate? She's still doing good. Leeches are coming in pretty strong. Um, again, she's still got some spot tails, but the like I said before, they're at the kind of the tail end of getting the shipment because that run's done. Um, the red tail, she's got some in, but that's very weather or water dependent for the levels of the cricks. So as of the last, I was up there yesterday, she still had a fair amount of red tails, but that can fluctuate, especially with all the demand for bait. But uh, good rainbow chubs, really nice ones. Um, and again, I should say, we've been using those quite a bit more because they're a more hardier minnow than the shiner and so forth. So don't be afraid to try those, but she's pretty well stocked up right now. So it's, it's so far so good. And we, are are we getting into water temps? Are, are crawler bite going to be okay here coming up here in just a bit, or are we still a little cool? Nope, we're we're getting there, and guys are definitely. I have yet to try a crawler, but I'm hearing guys doing that, and they are having some luck. Um, whether it's just you know putting half a crawler on a jig head, I've heard of that. Some guys are starting to troll some spinners. Uh, you hear more of the spinner stuff on the big lakes like Winnie, Malax, and so forth, but. There definitely is, and again, with this bug hatch, that means it's time to do some switching over to crawlers, so you'll definitely get some fish and crawler bite right now. There you go. Nate Blazing, SNW Guide Service. Nate, if people want more info on you, how can they get it? Sure, Nate Blazing uh, on Facebook, otherwise www.snwguideservice online, or give Sherry a call up at the bait shop at 218-829-7010. There you go. Nate, I appreciate it. Great stuff as always. Good luck out on the water. Stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks much, Brian. Talk to you later. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3 and happy again to be joined by Mandy Urich, a contributor and good friend of Brainerd Outdoors. Uh, Mandy's been spending a lot of time out on the water here the past week and a half, two weeks. And uh, we were talking off air, Mandy, it's kind of tricky with the water temps right now. It all depends upon what lake you're fishing and, and what depth, right? Yes, it does. I mean, I've been literally all over the Brainerd Lakes area and this is why I always scream water temp, water temp. Don't go by the calendar. Don't go by, you know, the date. It, it definitely has to be about the water temp. Some bodies of water, you know, it was up on Leech not too long ago, and it was like 71 degrees uh, on a bay that I was up there, which was, 
I mean, mind-blowing. And then how quickly it can drop. It had dropped after we had that cold snap and a little bit of rain all the way down to 63. Um, Gull was sitting fairly steady in, in the 60s and then made a little jump and all, you know, dives back down again. Um, I was out on Pelican last night and the water temps there were like at 64 to 66. So, yeah, you just got to get out there and, and check the water temps and maybe that'll make the decision what you're going to go for. And you've been fishing for everything, so and, and having some pretty good luck. Uh, let's start off with crappies and sunnies. Um, pretty good luck there? Yes. So I, I've, I started this quest for crappies almost four weeks ago, and I've been going out and checking water temps, checking water temps, and a lot of the lakes that I was on, the water temps were perfect, and I just was completely mind-boggled of where these crappies were at because normally if they haven't pushed up into the shells to stage the spawn you know they should be on that that break the um, the steeper break because normally they winter in those holes and i couldn't find them out there and i was starting to get pretty perplexed and then it was almost you know 58 to 66 is kind of that crappie zone and what i saw was actually the water temps had to be much higher like pushing that like 68, 69, 70, and all of a sudden the light switch flipped on for those. So um, anywhere in those little back bays where they're going to start to stage, push up, they should be going right now. They should be going in almost at the tail end uh, for crappies right now. And But right after crappies uh, come those, you know, those big sunfish. And sunnies are normally like 68 to 75, but just <laughs> this past, few days ago i was out and was fishing for panfish or sunfish specifically and was catching crappies and sunnies uh in the same area and and obviously they were on beds i couldn't see that they were on beds but i could tell when i pulled the crappies off um they were black the males were black which means they had spawned out and so i, I was throwing them back but yeah they're both to have them both up on on those same areas spawning at the same time was a little bit odd that is odd, um, and, and really it's been an odd spring anyway because we started off with such cold water temps and we got up you know, almost to 90 this past week. So these water temps, like you said, are, are kind of, it varies upon which lake you're fishing. Um, you, have you been out ch- chasing walleyes at all too? <laughs> I might have been out for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is, again, it's kind of just chewing right now, which is great, but... Um, as you can see, like with these high pressure systems that we're having, we're having these super spectacular bluebird skies. But unfortunately, that means, you know, full sun uh, and high pressure, which normally will drive those walleyes back a little bit deeper. And I'm, I'm not really seeing that. It's it's really all over the place. Like if you can find flats right now with, uh, with vegetation on them, any kind of cabbage that are next to a, a steeper break, um, there's walleyes in there. I mean, literally from two feet to 22 feet right now, uh, depending the time of day and the water clarity, they're out there and they're chowing. That's good to hear. And pike after those two? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, there again, what I've seen is deeper, you know, normally we're in that like 13 foot range for, for pike, if you can find the vegetation, you know, they're normally mingled in there. And the last few nights, that I, or a few days I've been out, um, they're actually up on the in on the inside, on the shallow side of, of the weed line edge that you can find. So don't be scared to throw, you know, put the boat in 12, 13 feet of water and cast up to four feet of water. And when they're hitting it, I mean, they're knocking the snot out of it. It was, it was a ton of fun yesterday. We had a, a you know, really nice pike bite going on, uh, just throwing spinnerbaits. Uh, white with silver blades seemed to work the best. Uh, I was throwing actually a little bit bigger one, but, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's fun. This is, this is like the equivalent to fall fishing right now, this whole, like, pre-spawn uh, deal bite that we've got going on and the water temps warming up and everything getting active so it's a good time to be on the water we have one more species to get to and i saved the best for last for you <laughs> here in in a second but i did have to ask I'm, I'm sure you mentioned weeds and vegetation and all that 
Uh, that's got to be getting pretty prevalent out on the lakes right now, huh? That's the crazy part. Like, normally, I mean, never again, you should never say normally when it comes to water temps or fishing or our lakes area here for weather, but I, I was surprised uh, that there wasn't more vegetation popping, to be honest. Um, you could find the cabbage patches that didn't get wiped out last year um, that are starting to regrow, but they're, it's it's slow. Like, things aren't choking out as fast as I thought they would be. Even in the backwaters lakes of, uh, you know, clear bodies of water, normally they should be completely almost, you know, popping with, with lily pads and things like that, and they really are not. The, the water temps were just not high enough, but when they jump another 5 to 8 degrees, I think that's when you're really going to start to see a lot more growth. All right, so let's get into one final species, and that would be bass, and that 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 is your forte, Mandy. Um, what I'm sure you've been bass fishing. I, I know you and I were talking off air. You had a league night here the other night. Uh, I'd imagine they're starting to go too as these water temps get a little higher. Correct. So what we've been seeing, and they've been kind of holding, even though the water temps have been lower. There's they were starting to stage. So they'd moved out of their wintering areas, which is that, you know, 20 plus range and up into that 12 foot range, normally steeper flats outside of spawning areas. So they can slide up and slide down during the day as the water temp warms and, and as it cools, you know, getting ready to make that push into the spawning areas. And that's a great time because obviously there's huge schools of fish there and they've got like the pre-spawned feed bag on and you can pretty much throw the kitchen sink at them. I mean, you can throw jigs, you can throw craw tubes, you can run chatterbaits across them, you can throw sinkers. I mean, it's just, it's an awesome time to be out fishing. Um, here again, watch your water temps. Uh, if you're on a clear or bigger body of water, um, check those flats outside uh, of those smaller bays before you move into those bays to look for those bass that are moving up to spawn. Um, and then when you get up into those spawning areas, Really good set of sunglasses is is key, and hopefully you can have some calm water, and you can actually sight fish them, which is so much fun, obviously. But you know, before you set down the anchor, maybe make a little loop around the bay and and put your shades on and and see what you can see before you start throwing at them. And I'm, my next question: Are they nesting now, or is that all got to do with you know, like you said in the beginning, each lake is different with water temps. I, I'd imagine each. Each lake has got its own thing going on. Correct. And even within the same lakes, not everything spawns at the same time. We're just starting to see now um, smallmouth are almost, you know, depending. Malacs are just starting to move up right now, and that'll take a bit for them to spawn. But I've been out there. They are. Smallmouth are on beds on, on Malacs. Smallmouth are also on beds in the Brainerd Lakes area on the lakes that, that have them right now. So I think we're kind of catching the tail end of that, which is a pretty good inclination that large moths uh, are going to start to be spawning and bedding here very, very shortly. A lot of stuff going on. I tell you, this is the this is something that everybody being locked down and stuff, I'd imagine, Mandy, you're seeing a lot of boats out on the water, huh? <laughs> I, I, I'm shocked, which, it, I mean, it makes me super happy that people are getting out and enjoying, you know, the, the Great Lakes that we have right here in our our, our own backyard, you know, that it's an amazing natural resource to have. But, yes, it's insane everywhere I go. It doesn't matter what time of day. I'm like, why are there so – oh, yeah, we're, we're in the midst of all of this. But there's definitely a, a lot more people taking, you know, the opportunity to go fishing, obviously even, like, still during the week. So <laughs> I want my boat ramps back, but <laughs> I can share. I can play nice with everybody else and – but yeah, it's really neat. I I don't remember ever seeing you know on a non holiday during a week. Obviously, pretty much every boat ramp you go to, there's there's people there. Yeah, and being a tournament angler that you are, you also have a biology background. Are you a little concerned about how much fishing pressure these lakes are getting right now? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, I am. I'll, I'll leave that up to uh, the, the fisheries biologists to figure out, but I think definitely this is going to be a, a, a good test for them. There are obviously uh, rules in place on different lakes to protect, especially the, the crappies and the sunfish, because they're so vulnerable once they move up into the, you know, to spawn and can be picked off their beds fairly easy if people are keeping a whole bunch of them. So I think we're really, they're 
going to see, a, I'm hoping at least, a, a heightened uh, <clears throat> creel surveys to see what, what's going on here after this year because, yeah, all of a sudden, even license sales, look at how license sales are through the roof. Mm-hmm. So we know that there's additional pressure going on, which may ultimately need to lead to maybe some better practices for uh, catch and release and or lowering limits. All right. So we'll keep an eye on that. It's Mandy Urick, a good friend of Brainerd Outdoors. Mandy, if people want more info on you, how can they get it? Uh, they can just Google me. No, you can catch me on Instagram <laughs> or, or Facebook. And that's Mandy Urick with a U. I, I have so many people that, that tell me I've, I've looked for her, and then they, I said, how'd you spell it? And they always start oh, with a Y. And I'm like, no, 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 with a U. <laughs> so just yeah. I, I always got to let people know that. So I appreciate the info, Mandy. Good luck out on the water. Uh, stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds great. Thanks. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3 and Ray Gildow with the Nisqua Guides League joins us again. Ray, always bringing us a ton of information. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Chaminaw, and that's a lake he's going to feature this week on the show, and also talk a little bit about uh, muskie and what, what their appetite is. But uh, let's start, Ray, you always keep in touch with Winnie and Leach. What are you hearing up there? Yeah, uh, it's interesting because Winnie still is the home of Minnesota's largest muskie. Uh, I think it was a 57-pounder. But I think everybody believes now that the largest muskies caught over the last 10 years have come out of Mille Lacs because there's been some monsters coming out of there. It's just that nobody's killed them, so they haven't been registered uh, as official um, state records. But I'm sure that those state records are lying around in that Mille Lacs lake. There's some really, really big fish there. But anyway, Winnie has been pretty good, I think it's fair to say. And I think it was the 2018 and 2019 creel surveys that showed some really good hatches. And I, was just, I just got off the phone with three of my friends who are fishing up, up on the lake today. And they got a lot of fish this morning in that 9, 10, 11, and 12-inch range which isn't what they're looking for. But it's really encouraging to see uh, a lot of those fish in that range. And uh, later in the afternoon, then, they did get into some uh, um, nice fish in 14 feet of water. But they've all been in that slot on uh, Winnie. Again, there's a slot from 18 to 23. You can't keep any fish uh, in that 18 to 23 range. And you can have one fish over uh, that 23 inches. So they've caught some, uh, when I talked to them, I guess it was, uh, they caught 10, about 10 that were in that uh, 18 to 23 range and a bunch of little smaller ones and no perch. So it's been a mixed bag, and they caught them on crawlers, leeches, and on um, some crankbaits and on jigs and minnows. So it just seems to be that they were biting on a little bit of everything. And uh, is 14 feet of water was kind of the magic depth. And these guys were fishing on the west side of the lake, uh, over up and down on that west side of the lake, and they were able to see those fish that they caught. They were pretty easily marked on their locators. Uh, jumping down to the Leech Lake, uh, it's a little slower this week. I talked with Jack Shriver over at Shriver's Bait in Walker, and uh, it's a little slower for the guides this week than it was last week because uh, they did pretty well on the west side last week, but they're still doing fine. Uh, the bite is still pretty decent, and I think it's fair to say that Sucker Bay and Portage Bay are your best bets right now. That's where the shallowest water is. If you go down into Walker Bay or if you go over on the far east side of the lake, uh, you find a lot more depth, and so you're finding a lot colder water, and I think it's a little tougher fishing. But if you go over on the west side of the lake, uh, you go up into Sucker Bay and you go to the first duck, second duck, uh, Little Hardwood, Big Hardwood, Star Point, those are still primary spots where people are finding fish, and they're finding all age classes there, too. Uh, a couple of my buddies posted on Facebook here yesterday uh, some limits that they had caught with customers, and the limit on uh, Leech Lake is four, and they were 12 inches, 13 inches, and 16, 17 inches, so it's nice to see those fish coming along. And then um, 
in that Brainerd area, I think it's fair to say it's heating up a little bit. Uh, crappies are moving into the shallows, and we talked a little bit about that last week. Uh, water temperature this week, when I was out the last couple of days I've been out, it's been 65 degrees. And uh, we've had some really nice days, nice weather, um, and then some disturbances coming through like Thursday night. But <clears throat> otherwise, it's been pretty stable. And the more stable weather we have, I think the better fishing is going to get. And they're talking next week, maybe talking into the upper 80s and the lower 90s. And whew, that's going to really warm up our lakes in a hurry if that's what happens. So I think it's fair to say that the Brainerd area, they're still in that 4 to 8 to 12-foot range. Um, a lot of guys are, throw, are trolling crankbaits on Gall and North Long in the evening, towards evening hours, and they're picking up a few walleyes. Um, I don't think they're picking up limits that way, but they are picking up a few walleyes. So that's been pretty positive, too. Uh, it was interesting. I was on uh, Mille Lacs Wednesday, and uh, a dozen leeches were eight bucks. <laughs> I was completely shocked. Uh, and we've talked about you know, the, the number of bait uh, trappers being reduced almost every year. And so part of the reason that we're seeing rising rates on live baits is because we have fewer people out there trapping them. And then they have more restrictions on where they can trap, uh, especially with the minnows. And so that's also driving up the cost. So the cost of, of live baits is getting very, very expensive, uh, which leads into my next little segment here. Uh, lots of guys are using plastics and uh, spinners with plastics, tips with plastics, uh, and um, crankbaits uh, instead of live bait, just partially because of the live bait cost, but also the more people that are using these kind of baits, I think the better success they're having with using them. And you've got to sort of have to use them to, have, to become a believer in them. Um, when I was fishing uh, Wednesday on uh, Mille Lacs, there were three of us, and we used leeches, and we used uh, crankbaits, and we used um, minnows. We used jigs and minnows. And I think it's fair to say that uh, Leech and Winnie and um, uh, also Malax are starting to transition over to the Leech Nightcrawler bite. <clears throat> and we did very well on Leeches uh, this week when we were over there. Uh, then I'd like to talk just a little bit about uh, Lake Shamina. It's, it's part of that uh, trio of lakes that are north of Little Falls, south of Motley, and as we mentioned a little bit last week, these are lakes that are very close to Brainerd. It's a 30-minute drive <clears throat> to any of these three lakes, uh, Shamina, Alec, Alexandria, and uh, Fish Trap. Shamina is the farthest to the north, so it would be south of uh, Motley, that closest one to Motley. And if you're driving on Highway 10, that goes from uh, Little Falls to Motley, uh, you'll see the drive of uh, the roads off to Lake Shamina. And it's, uh, it's really kind of a tragic situation in a sense what's going on there. Um, the lake has no natural outlet. And because of the high rains that we've had over the last two or three years, that lake is really flooding. And it's flooding on the west side and on the south side, but on the north side and on the east side, it's just fine. In fact, if you go up on the north side of that lake, uh, there's some very, very high banks. It's very, very hilly, and uh, there's no danger of those folks ever having a water problem. But if you go over on the west side and just drive along the edge of that lake, uh, you'll see sandbags everywhere. And there are homes and cabins, boathouses, garages, underwater. Uh, if you go on the south side and by the, by the water... Uh, you can see also that there's a lot of sandbagging going on there. And uh, it's a problem that just hasn't gotten fixed for a number of years, which is sort of tragic. But the lake itself is uh, really a good lake. It's got a very good population of walleyes. It's a very good bass lake. And uh, there are also uh, muskies in that lake. And there have been for a number of years. And so there are some really, really nice-sized muskies in that lake. Uh, there's a walleye, northern pike, populate, uh, northern pike rather, largemouth crappies, and a really a nice sunfish lake as well. It's 1,626 acres. It's approximately three miles in length and one mile wide. The lake has a maximum depth of 52 feet with an average depth of 17 feet, and it's about 11 miles of shoreline, although that shoreline is slowly expanding as that water uh, rises. 
And if we have a dry year this year, which they're uh, projecting, that's going to be a godsend to the people on that um, in that particular lake. I, I fish salmon uh, a number of times every year. It's got two bays on the east side. And in fact, if you want to explore that lake, you need to go over to the east side. Uh, that's where the public access is by a little uh, nightclub called The Landing. And you can put your boat in there. If you go over to the west side, which uh, is off Highway 10, between Long per- between uh, Little Falls rather and Motley, that is underwater. You really can't get in there to put put your boat in there. But uh, if you're interested in trying out that lake, put in on the east side, and that would be your best bet is to come um, north of uh, Pillager on Highway One, and then you'll see the turnoff over to Lake Shamina. A neat little lake, really high water quality, um, good fishing, really good bass fishing. Not a lot of big bass. I don't think it's as many as uh, like Fish Trap and Alec, uh, not as many large bass, but lots of bass in that 12 to 14-inch range, and also a home of some really, really big uh, muskies. So a lot of guys who go there crankbaiting in the evening end up hooking up with muskies on Shamanah. Then just finally, uh, Brian, just wanted to mention a little bit, the Brainerd uh, Dispatch, did a. they have a Northland Outdoor edition, and they did a really nice job here a week and a half or two weeks ago on what are muskies eating. And as, as you know, we've had a lot of controversy uh, now recently in the Brainerd area when muskies were stocked in Gull Lake. And a lot of people feel that the muskie population has reduced the walleye numbers specifically. I don't think most people are worried about panfish so much. Uh, but they are worried about the walleyes. So the DNR uh, uh, is doing a study, and it's uh, the DNR fisheries offices out of Glenwood and out of Bemidji, and they're working with Bemidji State University, and the lead researcher for the university is a, a graduate student. Uh, his name is Camden Glade, and they're doing research on a number of lakes uh, where there are muskies, and then they're doing research also on a number of other lakes to see what northern pike bass and other fish are eating and it's um it was supposed to be done this year but because of the virus it's uh, being delayed and they're not getting all of it done yet uh so they hope to have it all done in uh, 2021 but anyway just just a summary the preliminary numbers uh they did the study has kind of concluded on lake miltona and Miltona is north of Alexandria. It's a lake that I also fished a lot with my dad when I was a kid, so I am familiar with that lake before it was stocked with muskies. And uh, it was really known as a really a good walleye lake, and it still is known as a good walleye lake. Uh, the preliminary, preliminary numbers show that the primary uh, forage base on Miltona is yellow perch, uh, and that makes up not necessarily the largest amount of their diet because they eat big things. So they might eat a lot of smaller perch, but they also eat big things. So largemouth bath, uh, bath bass <laughs> also were an important item. And uh, they had a decent amount of bullheads, uh, some crappies and bluegills. And then there were white suckers, and some of those white suckers were up to 20 inches long. And yellow perch came in at about 65% of the total diet. And of the research they've done so far, <clears throat> I think they've only found three walleyes in the musky stomachs. And uh, so that's kind of interesting. It's not enough of a study to be able to conclude definitely. But the DNR has said for years that muskies don't hurt walleye populations. So next year when this study gets done, it'll be interesting to see what they find out from the other lakes that they're uh, sampling to see what muskies are eating. But apparently from what we can see so far, it doesn't look like they're having a dramatic impact on the walleyes. Well, you know, and I looked at the leaderboard a lot of times at the ice fishing extravaganza array, and it's just loaded with tulipy. And I've been told that that's that's what muskies want more than anything else. Yeah, and Gull Lake has a a, a very good tulipy population. Uh, as do lakes, uh, you know, like on Leech Lake, uh, they have a really good tulipy population there. And those numbers have been coming up because we haven't had a lot of those hot summer uh, August, uh, where that'll kill off a lot of tulipies. You'll see them floating in real hot weather on, Mal- on Mille Lacs and mm-hmm. Leech. And I, and I think that's fair to say that's what they still think will be the primary forage base in Gull Lake will be tulipies. Now, some great information. Ray Gildow with the Nisswa Guides League. You can check him out at raygildow.com. 
You always bring it, Ray. I appreciate it. Great information, and uh, we will talk next week, okay? All right. Good fishing, Brian. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, and we head out to Mille Lacs. Steve Sapaniak with Predator Guide Service joins us. And, uh, Steve, obviously we're going to talk walleyes here in just a bit. We're going to talk some bass in, in a little bit, pike, uh, and some other things out on Mille Lacs. But I thought maybe I'd, I'd start off something near and dear to your heart. We got the muskie opener this weekend. What are you looking at there? You know, I'm looking at sheer excitement, pandemonium. I'm looking at if it, if it stays like it has, Brian, the last seven, eight years, topwater action, aerial acrobatics, you know, you catch these muskies in anywhere from two feet to four or five feet of water. It's exciting. They're out of the water like a tarpon many times. So, you know, the water conditions have been decent. The temperatures have been right on. We've had some decent, stable weather. I'm looking for a lot of excitement and a lot of fun. I can't wait, to be honest with you. You know, and the one thing, when when I first started doing this show 16 years ago, um, the big thing was, you know, we don't want to talk too much about muskies early on. It's more of a September, early October thing. You, in the last three, four years, have had a lot of luck in the first couple of weeks. We have. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know, Brian, if it's global warming or what, but uh, things have just been right. You know, the stars have been aligned. The moon's been aligned. I must have done something right in a previous lifetime because the last few years, the water temperatures have been decent. The spawn is over with, and the muskies are putting on the feed bag, you know, opening weekend. My God, it was last year. We had a good year. Two years ago, within two weeks, we had 40 muskies on and 26 boated. We had two over 40 pounds. You can't beat that. Uh, things are looking real good. Malax Lake, the fishery is very, very, very healthy. Uh, we've got a lot of great forage base for not only the muskies, but for every other type of species there is on Malax Lake. So, yeah, right now I'm excited. Let's get that muskie opener underway and see how many we can get underneath our belt. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do, too, Steve. I, I mean, maybe I'm being a little facetious here, but... You know, it, it does help to have Malax as the lake that you fish on because there's a few muskies in that lake. Yeah, definitely. I can't begin to tell you, and I've got clients who can verify this, how many muskies we've seen, Brian, between 55 and over, over and I'm going to say this again, over 60 inches. That's world-class muskies anywhere in the world. But the only thing that's been a detriment for the muskies, and no one be offended when I say that, but you got some people who like to spear in the wintertime, and that's great. I'm not knocking it. Have fun. But a lot of people don't know the difference between a pike and a muskie. That's where it just they have to get educated, let's say. But otherwise, we're doing good. Uh, like I said, giant fish. We've seen that one that was between 62 and 63. Let's go 62 and 65 inches three years ago twice. Once in August and once again in October in the same area. So, yeah, it's world-class fishery. Why travel to Canada? Just come right here to Mille Lacs Lake. So topwater, shallow fishing for muskies opening weekend is the way to go? You know, if you would ask me that question eight years ago, seven years ago, I'd say no. But right now, it's anything and everything has been open. We've had some phenomenal topwater luck. We've had phenomenal spinnerbait. Anything and everything about the only thing, Brian, that we haven't had good luck on opening weekend has been huge crankbaits. So, and who knows, maybe that's going to change too. But right now, anything and everything, a walk-the-dog type uh, topwater bait has been real good, as well as a prop bait. A uh, little sputter bait's been doing good, and the creepers have been doing really, really well for top water baits. Also, I like going with uh, glide baits. One of my favorite has been the Phantom. You can't beat the Phantom. The five inch size or size or the six or eight inch size has been productive as well. Natural presentation, Brian, is next. I can't begin to tell you how many times I've seen muskies take ducks, take mushrats. It's either mushrats or muskrats, I don't know, and baby beavers. We've had a lot of great luck with the baby beaver lure, so you've got a combination there of uh, different baits and one that looks like the real animal itself. And then last but not least, the spinner baits. I love the Fidelity musky candy spin, and I also love the rad dog. Hard to beat the rad dog. So keep those in mind. Uh, target the muskies. It could be a good visual bite or it could be a bite where it's uh, cloudy, hazy. You don't see nothing. Just keep on casting. You know, we always talk about the pike, you know, being in the weeds. Do muskies like weeds? I mean, or are they more like a rock and sand bottom type of fish? 
That's a great question. You know, you always got a majority of fish that stay out in the main basin following the schools of tulipies, siskels, their own, and whitefish. Okay, that's your deep water fish. You, they, that would be your rocks and your uh, uh, sand uh, fish also. Now, you've got, the, on the other hand, you've got uh, fish that love the weeds. Let's take a look. The weeds, like I say, is like a woods. They hold anything and everything. You've got a huge um, over-oxygenated area, weed beds. They give off so much oxygen, it attracts all the small microorganisms, the minnows, the perch. Here comes all the pike, here comes the muskies, and here's the walleyes. So it's a smorgasbord of all places. These shallow water weeds will hold fish until the water temperature, Brian, gets too warm for them. Then the fish will head out to the main basin of the lake near shore with the weeds there, you know, 12 to 16, 18 feet. So again, weeds is a good prime spot to hit at all the times. And make sure you target a lot of them because Malax Lake has a big variety of weed beds. So that's something for you to check out on the musky front. That's going to be a fun weekend um, for the opener. Pike, Steve, for people that want to go after them right now, what would you want to do? Well, I was guiding for them on Sunday, and i got to be honest with you, it was tough. You know, We finally found a couple of shallower water spots that were warmer, two, three degrees warmer, and we picked up the pike. Unfortunately, we were picking up the small ones, the males, you know, little plug was the key, you know, for catching the pike. We need a little bit more water, warmer temperatures coming. We need these pike that just got off the spawn to get uh, acclimated to the body temperatures again of the surrounding water and for them to start putting on the feed bag. I was a little surprised. They're a little bit slow this time of year because normally with all this warm weather, they're kicking butt. But they're just starting to go. So uh, give it another couple of weeks and we'll see some phenomenal pike action. Were they in the weeds too? Yes, sir. They were in the weeds. We tried uh, bull rushes. We tried uh, bull rushes with sand and everything. Uh, really not a lot of action there, but as soon as we got to the weeds in the back of the bays and stuff, we started seeing them and catching them. i got to be honest with you, the, the few pike we caught, they were beat up so bad, man, they needed bandages all around their little bodies. Wow. So <laughs> they're all fighting with one another then, huh? They are. They're fighting with each other for the spawning rights. They're fighting with each other for food. So, you know, it's it's not only the people, the human beings that don't get along. You know, sometimes it's the fish, too. <laughs> That's for sure. Now, let's get into the walleyes. I'm sure you've been seeing a lot of boats out there with anglers targeting them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's the same thing, you know, like uh, you and I did the show last week. I talked about right over there in Vineland Bay, over by Eddie's Fish, where the weeds are in the drop-off, where it transitions from the weed beds to Santa Rebel. You should have seen all the boats there. Didn't see a lot of action. In fact, we caught more walleyes chasing Northern Pike on Monday than we did Northern Pike, I mean, on Sunday, than we did Pike. But, uh, yeah, the action was going on over there. It's uh, the same scenario, Brian. Right now you can catch walleyes early, early in the morning on the flats, on top of the sandbars, on top of the sand breaks. Then as the sun gets higher and the uh, sunlight is transfused into the water brighter, walleyes' eyes are sensitive. They're going to go hit stage area B or C even, which is a little deeper water. Check the deeper water, check the flats. This time of year, every time of year, watch that sonar. I don't care what sonar you have, every one of them is good to show you fish laying on the bottom. And if you don't believe that sonar, why the heck did you spend anywhere from 400 to two grand for that sonar? That's the key. Find, you know, find the fish on the sonar, leave a waypoint there or leave an icon there. When you get done going down 150, 200 yards, turn around and come back with a trolling motor and target those fish you've seen on the bottom. That's what I always did for guiding walleyes. We, our best day was 76, and I tell you what, over half the walleyes we spotted on the sonar, we caught. Tactic-wise, what does somebody want to do? You want to throw the whole kitchen sink at them? I would. If you got three guys in the boat, do it. If you haven't been fishing for a few days, you got to start from scratch. One guy has a Lindy rig on, touch the bottom, lift up, you know. I would go with a six-foot snail for sure this time of year. Another person is uh, throw, uh, has a bottom bouncer down with a spinner blade, and a night crawler. And the third person could be jigging a minnow right below the boat up and down. When the person with the uh, jig all of a sudden starts catching more than two and no one else does, everybody switch over. The key is to establish a pattern as quick as possible, any type of fishing. The walleye guy with the uh, leeches getting more walleyes, everybody switch over. you got a pattern. So, uh, yeah, start off like that. Then once you find out what's going on, everybody switch. If you can't get a pattern going, do like I do. Go find them sitting there, put an anchor down, sit on top of them with a bobber or a leech. The trick is, on the lock site, don't fish more than four inches off the bottom with that leech, and hang on, you will have action. Pretty optimum water temps right now for walleye, Steve, or are we still got a little bit to go yet? 
You know, it all depends, Brian. That's a great question, my friend. It all depends on what part of the lake you're on. I've been on just about every part of the lake so far this year, and it fluctuates anywhere from 1, 2 degrees to 4, 5, even 6 degrees different temperature. Uh, the temperatures that are seem to be around the lower 60s, you know, and everything, in the, uh, like 62, 63, we're starting to see a little bit more activity. But keep in mind, that's just surface temperature. That's not what's down 20 feet. If you're in 10 feet of water, you got 62, 63 degrees. You might be 58 degrees down there, okay? So keep that in mind. But definitely follow the temperature. That is going to be key. couple more things, Steve, before we let you go. Um, crappies, people out there that are chasing them. We forget about Mille Lacs sometimes being a very good crappie lake. People having luck with those? That's a great question again, Brian. Yeah, Isle Bay's been doing pretty good. Cove Bay, all those bays, Max Twin Bay's doing great. That was a week or so ago. Things are slowing down right now for the crappie action on Mille Lacs Lake. Even the small surrounding lakes, the crappie action, Brian, is slowing down and everything. Uh, what you got to do is keep in mind, okay, southern Minnesota, all that crappie action happened a month ago. As you get further up north, it's a couple weeks behind. We're on Mille Lacs Lake. It's already starting to end the crappie minnow bite or the crappie bite. So head up north about 40, 50 miles and you're going to catch it again. It's always weeks behind. So in one area down out, go to the next section 50 miles up, and you'll be right on top of the action again. And those small lakes around Mille Lacs uh, that are known for uh, panfish, sunfish, and all that, uh, what about those? Well, the crappie, the crappie bite has slowed down. I was on top of it for about a good two and a half weeks, not quite three. We had a blast catching, releasing. We had a blast catching and eating. It was good, but it's slowed down right now. The bite is heading up north. Uh, the sunfish in, in a few lakes around the area are done spawning already, and in, in a lot of lakes around Mille Lacs, they haven't even begun yet. So that gives you an idea how far behind things are. That's Steve Sapaniak, Predator Guide Service. You can check him out at predatorguideservice.com. I appreciate it, Steve. Good stuff. Good luck out on the water. Stay healthy. Stay safe, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. And that'll put a wrap on this week's show. Once again, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 right here on B93.3. You can also stream the show live if you're away from your radio at BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com or todaysbestcountry.com. And we're all over the podcast networks wherever you download your favorite podcast. Search Brainerd Outdoors and give us a nice rate and review. We would appreciate that as well. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by Thielen Meats, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, Live Axe Marine in Isle, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon Saturday mornings at 7, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3.